Luke 24. I will read the whole entire chapter. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, he came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. They entered it and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, Behold, the two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And returned from the sepulchre, and told all those things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. <coughs> Thank you. Then arose Peter, and ran to the sepulchre, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves, and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. And behold, two of them which went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs, uh, approximately six and a half miles. And they talked together of these things which had happened, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication <coughs> are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said to them, What things? They said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished and were early at the sepulchre. <coughs> when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even as the women had said, but they saw him not. He said to them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village where they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. And they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. The day is spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them. He took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, 
Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they arose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and it appeared to Simon. They told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hand and my feet, that it is, that it is I myself handle me and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. When he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they had yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. He took it and eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, Thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, that, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem till ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. title of the message this morning, The Lord is Risen, but where do we go from here? I am so impressed as I studied this chapter with the words down here. Oh, they were talking about the, la- uh, the ladies going to the Sepulcher, and it says in verse 5, they were afraid. They were afraid. Notice the emotion in this passage. They were afraid. <clears throat> verse 11, their words seem as idle tales. They believed them not. The men from Emmaus. He said, why are you sad? And when Jesus showed himself in verse 36, they were terrified and affrighted. Jesus says, why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your heart? (coughs) 
I don't go to big events. I used to work with a guy that went to Indy 500 every year. And it was a four or five day weekend. Whatever they do at Indy 500, drive cars around circles like mad and uh, see who crosses the line first. I guess that's the whole deal. And uh, I, I've seen pictures of at the end of Indy 500, the, the winners, I don't know, they have this big trophy thing and, and he's holding the trophy and I don't know, they pour beer over the head or something. I, I think they pour beer over the head. And I, I don't understand that. It's like it don't make any sense. I never drank beer, but I guys used to come in front of our house and go fishing and they were about half south when they came and and then they pour beer over each other's head and I mean it's just stuff reeks man it stinks and I don't know what <clears throat> but I, I don't see any pictures of the winners going around talking to the people that lost Spending any time with the losers. You ever see any, like, sorry guys, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I know you're sad, I know you're perplexed, I, I know that you wish your car would go faster, I know, and I, I really feel bad for you, and, and you know, uh, all, you know, spend considerable amount of time with the losers. No, very selfish, very selfish. <clears throat> Sometimes I think that we as Christians, in reality, handle success worse than we handle failure when it comes to other people. Now compare the emotion that I pointed out here in this passage of Scripture and compare that with the typical emotion of a person that would have won as well as Jesus did, or as big as Jesus did. This, this was no small win here. Crucified, buried, Rose. Jesus said, I lay down my life and I'll take it up. Whenever it's time to take it up, he took it up himself. Amazing feat. Incredible. Win, if you want to call it that. And, and I, I am so impressed with Jesus' reaction, Jesus' personal reaction to his rising from the dead. Now we went over the one, the part in the, the tomb and what all happened there, and uh, so I'm not going to repeat that. We're just going to go into the road to Emmaus. With Jesus potential to be flushed with success. The greatest event in history. 
just transpired hours before, and he was the focal point of that event. And I would suppose if I would have won as big as Jesus did right there, I mean, if I was him and, you know, I, I would think the whole... Now, I need to go tell all of Jerusalem. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people here need to know what happened. And it's my job to let everybody know how, how big I won. But not Jesus. Now, if you were sad, and you had to walk six and a half miles, and you were sad, how long would it take you to get there? I mean, you think you'd really be pacing it off if you were sad? I don't think so. I think the average person walks three, three and a half miles an hour. So I'd take two hours to get six and a half miles. I would suppose if I was sad, it would probably take me at least three hours to get six and a half miles. I don't know exactly when Jesus showed up to these men going on the way to Mass. But the thing that impressed me is the first day after Jesus' resurrection, he could have potentially spent, invested one-fourth of his day in the life of two people. That is amazing. That tells me volumes about Jesus' perception of himself and the value of two people. Does Jesus care? If you're on your road to Emmaus, Things aren't turning out the way you thought they should. And you're kind of beat out about it. Your focus is on everything that went wrong rather than the power of God. Did Jesus care about that? Does it make any difference to him? When our focus is down and we're sad and we don't take into consideration the power of the resurrection in our lives and we're struggling, does Jesus care? He did on the road to the, on the men to the road to Emmaus. He cared. What's your problem? And I, I can just imagine. I mean, they're just meandering along, and they're looking at the ground, and they're kind of looking at each other outside of their eye. And I was like, "Man, this is not working out. I just can't figure this out. This is 
Like, it doesn't make any sense. And this whole story that Jesus arose, I mean, like, that is like the story of Noah and the rain. And we talk about the resurrection of Christ. I mean, this is something that we've heard about ever since he was a little boy or little girl. You know, Jesus arose and the power of God and all this. But, now wait a minute. This is something new on the radar screen that somebody could, they could kill somebody, they could put him in a grave, and that person, by his own volition and free will, decides to get up and walk out. Now, you make sense of all that. And they're trying to figure this all out. So Jesus gently probing them. And he's gently rebuking them. Oh fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? Verse 25 and 26. And then he takes the time. He takes the time to go back to Moses and the prophets and explain to them. And, you know, I, I, can, I can imagine, you know, it's like after a while their head starts coming up and they're saying, really? Jesus walk in the middle, like one of these sides. Really? Really? Is that what that meant? Really? And after a while, the light starts coming on. You know, this man that we're with, understand, he, he, and their step gets a little more lively, and their heads come up, and you know, if we walk with Jesus, you know, it seems like, I don't know if we always know exactly now the Bible says that their their you know their eyes were holding. Um, does that happen to us? I, I I was trying to think that through. Like the events take place in our our lives that that doesn't make sense till we walk with Jesus a while, and after a while, you know what? That starts to make sense now. Walking with Jesus lights the fire of faith in our hearts. <clears throat> Am I willing to walk with people that are hurting, that have their head down? You know, they walk and walk and walk and finally get to where they want to go and Jesus says, well, you know, nice talking to you. Uh, I've got things to do and people to see and places to go and, and they're saying, no, 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 no. Jesus, yeah, yeah, I, I 
been good. No, no, no. It's evening. I mean, you can't keep going. You've got to... The Bible says they constrained him. They were urgent that Jesus not leave them. We walk. Do we walk with Jesus in time of crisis? And then, yeah, it starts making sense. And we're kind of satisfied. And then we let him walk on till the next crisis. Or we say, absolutely not. This is not an intermittent relationship. You are going to stay with me, and I'm going to insist that you stay with me. Does Jesus <clears throat> abide? The question I have, does the Jesus abide with us without a sincere invitation and sincere urgency? And I find it interesting. After the sincere invitation, after the sincere urgency, that is when Jesus revealed himself. That's challenging to me. Is Jesus going to reveal himself to me if I have a passive relationship with him? I am not insisting that he stay. I am not insisting this relationship is going to be intermittent. I am not, you know, I, I'm just, okay, yeah, good knowing you. Have a good day. We have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, we sit down and we break bread with him. He reveals himself to us. <clears throat> and there's when the fire, we say, oh, yes, yes. Our hearts burn. And I wonder how fast the six and a half miles went on the way back. I wonder, uh, I don't think it would have taken two hours. I don't think it would have been, you know, I don't know how fit they are. If they were as fit as I am, they'd probably stop and get their breath every once in a while. But I, I suspect that they went probably back in about half the time that it did to start with. Because their hearts were burning. They were moving <clears throat> because of their encounter with Jesus Christ. And then we have the disciples. <clears throat> they get back there and they're telling the other disciples. And all at once, I'm not sure which book it is. It says the door was shut. Uh, fear of the Jews, I believe, maybe. Now, can you? Now, as events fleshed out, and Brother Mark talked about that this morning, there was some real persecution came out of all this. It's like events were in. 
uh, and folding like the disciples didn't know what's coming next. I mean, we've got some serious emotion running high on, on all fronts here, and everybody's trying to absorb all these events that are coming at them. <clears throat> these leaders we talked about in Sunday school, they're in this huge vortex of getting sucked into embarrassment, and they're doing everything to claw their way out, and, you know, it's, it's like patch-up city, and they're, they're just... They're just trying to save their neck and their reputation, their hide and everything else, and bribing each other and making up stories and all this kind of stuff. And the apostles are trying to absorb all this, all this taking place, and they're they're confused and they're uh, the impact of all this. I just can't imagine. Trying to figure out what all this is happening in all these three days, and and trying to figure out whether I'm trying to sad or whether I'm glad or whether uh, <clears throat> we close the door, we lock the door because of our fears. What might happen? But I can, I'm glad Jesus can get through our locked doors if we're committed to him. Sometimes we're terrified and affrighted because of what could happen. And when Jesus shows up, they were terrified and affrighted. Suppose they'd seen a spirit. And he says to them, Look at me! Here I am! Jump up and down! Rejoice with me! I'm the winner! I'm, I made it! No, no. He's not self-centered. He says to them, So why are you troubled? Notice the compassion of Jesus, just consistent. He is so interested. Why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your heart in your hearts? Look, here's my hands, here's my feet. It's me. If you don't believe it, you can touch me. I'm here. You got some food? They gave him fish, honeycomb. If you were there, would fear or joy prevail? You know, in the middle of our mixed emotions, our intense discussions, there's Jesus. And you know what he says? Peace be to you. Why are you troubled when I'm real? Peace. 
That is comforting to me. Peace. Peace is the evidence of my trust in God. Peace is evidence of my commitment to God. Peace is evidence that I believe that Jesus is real. Peace is evidence that I believe he arose. Peace is evidence that his power is a reality in my life. And then he takes time again and he explains to them what's written in the Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning himself. And he opened their understanding. And he says, you know what? You are the witnesses. If we don't tell, who's going to? It's not going to get told. You are the witnesses. And he also says that there's some almost unbelievable events going to take place in your near future. <clears throat> the giving of the Holy Spirit. And then he takes them out toward Bethany. And he lifts up his hands and he blesses his disciples. Now, I don't know what that blessing was. I would love, love to hear that blessing. That blessing must have been so powerful that it just took all the tears right out of their eyes. I, I just can't imagine the disciples parting with Jesus without just being a tearful separation. I mean, if you want to see tearful separation, come to Bible school, um, you know, Saturday morning or something after the term. So if I'm going to Minneapolis and I want to get there on time, I have to add at least 15 minutes extra because when it's time to go, I say, okay, Last boat to Minneapolis leaving five minutes or something. Yeah, well, then they start saying goodbye. Oh, my goodness. And it's like crying and all this stuff. And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to try to herd them into the van, go out and sit in the van, toot the horn, how I'm supposed to get this all stopped. And finally, 15 minutes afterwards, time to leave, then we leave. Um, Snips it away in the van and whatever. Guys, they don't ball. They just slap each other on the back and go into the restroom. I guess I don't know what they do, but ball when they get home. I guess I don't know. But <clears throat> that blessing must have been a tremendous blessing. While he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And I, I, 
I could just see him. They're standing there, and it's kind of like keep trying to keep the sun out of their eyes, and further and further and further, and the Bible says it finally disappeared into the clouds. <clears throat> they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. That must have had something to do with the blessing. I, I, I'm not sure, whatever. But I had a thought. <clears throat> to me, that would be sad. They were just overjoyed as they looked up. And they went into the clouds. But I wonder, I would love to see what was happening on the other side of the cloud. You ever think about that? When they're walking down, here you come. Here he comes. And he gets closer and closer and closer. What would happen? I, I just I just trying to bend my mind, wrap my mind about what potentially happened when Jesus walked through the gates of heaven. I mean I you had to something had to happen. says those who follow Christ we ascend into heavenly places in Christ Jesus uh, you know folks this morning we get our feet off the ground we worship and we praise and bless God what a tremendous opportunity. Where did they go? Where do we go? They were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Has the resurrection impacted my life that despite current events, despite past events, that I can exalt a risen Savior? That I can go forth in the power of the Holy Spirit Reaching out to those that are losing. 
does my enthusiasm center around me and what I've gotten out of the resurrection? Or do I care also about those who have not experienced that power? Reach out and spend time with them.